WDEL On Demand, brought to you by Stanley Steamer. Air duct cleaning. Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. I guess you could say the president is coming around ever so gradually, but throughout the Khashoggi ordeal, President Trump has acted as though he's not getting in-depth assessments from U.S. intelligence or that he doesn't trust the conclusions from his own intelligence apparatus, despite its overall reliability, even though it got a few things short. For example, the uh, Soviet coup in the fall of the Soviet Union. But anyway, let's bring in Martin Matashak, cybersecurity reporter, Politico in Washington. And Martin, what about that? It's been kind of a repeated theme of this president. Uh, that's correct. Uh, sort of pleading ignorance to information he's being given is not new for President Donald Trump. Uh, he's had an open, ongoing, years-long quarrel uh, with the intelligence community about Russia's attacks, cyber attacks, in the 2016 election. Uh, he recently, as recent as this weekend, discounted reports that North Korea really isn't coming around and dismantling or halting its illicit nuclear arms program. And now in the Khashoggi case, you know, he said, well, if, if evidence exists, if the Turks have it, we're really not sure. Meanwhile, there are reports out there that the U.S. intelligence community is pretty much coming to a conclusion that, yes, the Saudis were involved, and it at least implicates the crown prince there. But for some reason, he just seems to shrug his shoulders and says, I don't know any more than you do, which isn't correct. I got to confess to you, the paragraph in your piece that interested me the most, and I'll read it and I'll tell you why it, I found it interesting. Uh, such proclamations of ignorance on major intelligence related issues are not unusual for Trump, despite the fact that senior officials insist he is attentive and engaged during his daily intelligence briefing. For many who work in espionage and national security, it's yet another sign, though, that after two years in office, the commander in chief is still unwilling or unable to trust his own intelligence apparatus. And I guess just the the part of that paragraph that uh, got my attention was the notion, because we've heard that he is intellectually incurious and often impatient, so that he is paying attention. Uh, he is engaged during the intelligence briefings. It's just that he may not robotically uh, reiterate uh, to the public what he's heard. Uh, that's that's true. Uh, having the story that then-director of the CIA, Mike Pompeo, who was pretty much tasked with giving the daily intelligence briefing says he's engaged he's asking questions we have a back and forth i sat down with the number two of the intelligence community this summer and she said we meet with him in person more than a lot of people however some of the sources i spoke to former officials who have deep connections still to the clandestine community say he might be engaged he might be listening but it's a one-way street right now where he's not giving a lot of feedback he's, and he's not taking the information he's being given and putting that into action as you might see or into words now of course a more sober-minded uh, commander-in-chief you know and when asked about Khashoggi might say we're looking into it and we'll let you know or yeah. we're investigating it we'll get back to you but for some reason the president is even saying that and sort of playing that not say game but using that that sort of tried and true method that have been, has been used by others in the White House, he's sort of almost implying, hey, I don't know anything. But I, I think perhaps one of the most interesting questions, and not being God, we can't look into his head and, and uh, determine this with 100% of reliability, it is whether he is so distrustful of the uh, foreign policy and intelligence establishments, he fears almost a, an internal coup undermining him, so he's paranoid, whether it's that or whether he just ignores intelligence reports, as you write, that are politically inconvenient. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really, we really don't know. But it, what's interesting, one of the people I talked to said that regardless of what his intention is when he makes these statements, the effect either way is, is, is a sort of chilling effect between the White House and the intelligence community. That people there who are who are working night and day, getting these facts either on their own or through partners and allies and presenting to the White House, they just feel like they're almost being dismissed at this point. And there's just another way of saying it. So you're right, we can't get into his head, but either way, the effect his words are having is the same. And finally, uh, I wonder if you would uh, tell us, uh, get any evidence, anecdotal or direct, of agents who are saying, you know, hell with this, uh, I, I risk my life, I put in uh, inordinate hours, maybe even mess up my family life to do this for my country, and the commander-in-chief isn't paying attention, or he doesn't believe what uh, I've ascertained. And so, why should I continue doing this? Uh, I'll get out of this and start another career. Do you hear stories like that? You know, that's a, that's a very good question. It's a question I've actually asked of intelligence leaders. I said, what do you say to the person who might be driving in the Langley into the CIA or driving over to the NSA up at Fort Meade, Maryland, saying... You know, the seeing a presidential tweet where he trashes the IC, the intelligence community, and thinks, why should I do this? And, you know, they maintain, the leaders I've talked to maintain these people are dedicated, they're going to keep doing their jobs. If they have to recalibrate how they present the information, they recalibrate. But they're not just going to give up on this mission that many of them have devoted their lives, their families' lives over years or decades. Is there any indication that he is more receptive to intelligence about one situation, one area of the world, one country, uh, whether it be because of blinders or uh, politically convenient versus inconvenient, uh, that he's more receptive to some things than others, and if so, which ones? Uh, Right now, through my reporting, I don't have any evidence of something like that. And the people I've been talking to for this article and others say that, look, people in the the intelligence community don't think there's anything untoward happening, that for some reason there's um, quid pro quo or anything like that going on with the president or his inner circle. It just seems to be this kind of disconnect where they're presenting all the facts, they're being heard, they're not being shown the door, shown the backhand or anything like that. But for some reason, it's like there's frustration that, hey, I presented you these facts, and you go and give this rally out in Montana or wherever he might be that day, and it's almost like you didn't hear anything you heard in the briefing, but we were there. We know when it went in there. And it's, it's frustrating and dispiriting, but there's no one saying he's playing favorites, and there's no one saying, that's it, I quit, clean out my desk. Not yet. By the way, is Vice President Pence typically at these uh, briefings or just the president? Uh, he is. He is very much involved in these. I don't know if every day. I mean, the president is briefed every day on these matters. Right. But but the vice president is, is there regularly and often as the director of national intelligence, Dan Coates, a former United States senator and congressman himself. Um, there are a lot of people involved in keeping the president informed in the hot spots that are around the world. So I don't know if they're all cringing sometimes when he says things or maybe they're talking about Air Force One saying, you know, you could have phrased it a little bit better, sir. Not really sure. But there is not just the president. The many people are in on these these briefs. Well, we heard about the famous clash at the White House uh, in the last 48 hours or so over the uh, immigrant uh, caravan. Uh, I'm kind of wondering what he's been getting from U.S. intelligence. Surely he's been getting something about that as well. We'll leave it there, though. Thank you so much. Nice talking to you, Martin. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Martin Martishak, uh, cybersecurity reporter, Politico, with us live from Washington.